Hey, did you miss me? Most of October was spent on the road testing pillows and rental cars, sampling enchiladas and pizzas, seeking craft beer and discovering some of the most amazing museums as well as historic sites. Before sharing a few of my discoveries, good and bad, and providing a few Jim Hinckley's America updates, let's set the mood. Take a listen to our theme song and then check out the music of the Road Crew at roadcrew66.com. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Before we take to the road, let's give a shout out to this week's sponsor and one of our favorite stops on Route 66. Cuba, Missouri is one of those special places where the visitor is made to feel as though they are an old friend. On our recent trip, we had the distinct pleasure of enjoying the hospitality of the historic Wagon Wheel Motel and the festivities at the 10th anniversary celebration of Connie Eccles' proprietorship of this venerable old motel. As a bonus, we had several days to explore wonderful, delightful, charming Cuba, to sample goodies at the Cuba Bakery in Delhi, and some superb Mexican food at Riviera Maya Restaurant. Jim Hinckley's America programs are also made possible through the magic of crowdfunding. Our crowdfunding initiative is found on the Patreon platform at p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Jim Hinckley's America. And as our way of saying thank you for the support, we provide some interesting exclusive content, such as a reprint of Edsel Ford's Travel Journal from the summer of 1915 and discounts on books and walking tours. And for business owners that commit to monthly support, we have some great advertising and promotional opportunities with the multifaceted Jim Hinckley's America Travel Network. Now, let me share a couple of interesting and tasty discoveries from the October tour. It was a cold, blustery afternoon and road construction had sent our schedule into a tailspin. As a bonus, I ended up temporarily lost in the cornfield country of northern Indiana. Lunch and a break from the road were becoming an obsession when I discovered Fair Oaks Farm in Fair Oaks, Indiana. Wow. It was an amazing complex that was centered on educating the public about sustainable agriculture. In addition to its being a working farm with tours and workshops, there was a farm-themed Marriott Hotel, expansive gift shop, conference center, and the wonderful farmhouse restaurant. The coffee was good, the chicken pie was superb, and it was as big as my head. Lunch was topped off with an order of fried cheese curds. You can bet money I'll be returning for a more detailed examination of Fair Oaks Farm and another lunch, but on a warmer day. The fall tour was anchored by a few set appearances, such as a presentation at the Miles of Possibility Conference in Normal, Illinois, a book signing at the Wagon Wheel Motel, and a presentation for the Hackett Auto Museum in Jackson, Michigan. Jackson is my old stomping grounds and is still home to my dad. While in Jackson, we did a bit of exploration and research and, of course, found some pretty amazing places. One of these was the former headquarters and much of the factory for the Jackson Automobile Company that manufactured cars and the occasional four-wheel drive truck between 1903 and 1923. 
Now used as offices and a self-storage facility, the complex retains much of its original architectural detail as well as interior appointments. What a rare gem this is. Jackson was once home to a rich and diverse array of manufacturing facilities, including more than 20 automobile companies. One of the great discoveries made on the fall tour was the Ye Old Carriage Shop in Spring Arbor, Michigan. This sprawling private museum opens for group school tours and the occasional private journalist with a good story to tell. Take a look at their website at yeoldcarriageshop.com with a video that provides a walkthrough tour of the museum and you can see why I was so excited to be given a private showing. On display are a vast array of automobiles including models representing 16 Jackson manufacturers. Some of these vehicles are the only existent models known. It doesn't stop there. There's a complete soda fountain circa 1920 with an awesome inspiring display of Coca-Cola memorabilia and vintage jukeboxes. Another room is dedicated to pedal cars, some that date to the 19th century. Then there is a complete 1950s kitchen and a display of radios produced by Spartan, another Jackson manufacturer. Some of these radios are Art Deco masterpieces and others date to the late teens. Did I mention that there is also a vast display of glass headlight lenses stamped by various manufacturers, an exhibit of pre-1920 hubcaps, an array of vintage gas pumps, and even a collection of 19th century goat carts? Another little gem I discovered is Kelly's on 66 in Lexington, Illinois. Take a guess as to what highway runs in front of the door. The building began life as a gas station and cafe back in the 1950s. After closure, it was abandoned for a number of years before it was transformed by Kelly, a pizza maker extraordinaire. For several generations, his family managed a pizzeria in Normal, Illinois, and he's now carrying on the tradition in Lexington. First-rate pizza sandwiches, calzones, and similar items, and an expansive area for outdoor seating make this a great little lunch stop. Check out the video interview with Kelly on the Jim Hinckley's America Facebook page and on our YouTube channel. And as we're talking food, let me tell you about the quirky Monte Carlo Steakhouse located at 3916 Central Avenue Southwest in Albuquerque. This neighborhood along Route 66 west of the Rio Grande River is a bit edgy in places, and the entrance for the steakhouse does not instill confidence. It's a liquor store, a neighborhood liquor store that offers an odd array of beer, low-budget offerings and crafts beer, wine, the cheap stuff favored by street dwellers, and high-end brands from fine wineries, and everything from quality cognac to cheap vodka. You literally walk between the cooler and storage into the rear of the store, and at the end of a dark hallway, you enter an amazing restaurant with rich woodwork, booths, tables, a bar, and teeming crowds. Without reservations, especially on weekends, the wait can be as long as an hour for a table, but no one seems to mind. You can get a drink at the bar or buy a bottle of wine up front in the store and drink in the back. It's almost like visiting a secret speakeasy that only the locals know about. Back roads adventures are full of surprises. On the recent trip, in an effort to avoid road construction and the occasionally flooded road, we deviated from Route 66 and the main highways on a few occasions. In Michigan, we actually found a detour on the detour as a bridge was out. As is often the case, this led to some very, very fascinating discoveries. As an example, on US-12 in southern Michigan, I photographed a 1907 deal in Jonesville, Michigan. 
This one-of-a-kind automobile was gifted to the city decades ago and has resided in the front of the city offices since its donation. As a bonus, the factory is still existent, even though it was converted into apartments many, many years ago. Here's a bit of trivia for you. In the 1960s, this factory was a leading manufacturer of Barbie doll accessories. These weren't the only discoveries made in Jonesville. We also found Rosalie's Roadhouse for lunch. Housed in a towering brick farmhouse built in the late 19th century, this delightful restaurant offers excellent food at a reasonable price and all served in a very unique setting. My lunch suggestion? Order the HRGCP, a honey and garlic glazed chicken, house-made cranberry chutney, creamy goat cheese, and fresh baby spinach served on house-made rosemary panini bread. And while we're in the neighborhood, let me share a bit about US-12. If you enjoy roads like Route 66, you're going to really enjoy US-12 across southern Michigan. In some places, it is signed as the Sauk Trail, an early Native American trade route that became a highway of sorts when pioneering settlers moved into the area in the 1820s and 1830s. Fascinating little towns like Jonesville are found all along this highway. There are also interesting historic sites, such as Walker Tavern, a stage station and inn built about 1832, mom-and-pop motels, cafes, and even a bit of vintage neon. It's really a great blending on this road. One more. Let me leave you with a few notes from about Moriarty, New Mexico. First, restaurant tips, nachos. My recommendation for this restaurant is simple. Don't do it. Service is poor, food was average at best, and maintenance had obviously been postponed for a bit. But I do have a review of a great pillow test in Moriarty, the Sunset Motel. The Sunset Motel is a true treasure. This one family-owned gym dates to 1959. Mike, the owner, helped his father build the complex, and together with his wife Deborah, their wonderful hosts that dote on the visitor. Their love for the property and the enjoyment they get from meeting with visitors is evident. The entire complex is well-maintained and provides the traveler with a near-perfect blending of classic Route 66 motel with modern amenities. I can highly recommend the Sunset Motel as a great place to rest the weary head. That's about all the time we have for this week. I hope you enjoyed the adventure as much as I did, and hope that you'll join us again next week. For more information about some of the places visited today, check out our website, jimhinkleysamerica.com. Adios, amigos. Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America